It's us. Welcome to a new season of Kingdom Speak. Yeah, and we're going to start out with a topic that you do not want to miss. Welcome back to a new season of Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Yeah. Come on. New music. That's nice. I don't even recognize my voice. New intro. Yeah. Same producer. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't filled the position, folks. If you're interested, send us an email. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor McKillop, you're back for another season. Man, it's been a while. Oh, it's been a whole season. Yeah. 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 Hey, we got a review that I need to share with you guys. For sure, though. Welcome back. Um, our last two episodes with our guests have been awesome. Oh, if you have. haven't listened to them, uh, they're super great. But yeah, it's it's back to us today, and we're taking it up a notch. You'll know. <laughs> you know, this one this one's gonna jab you before the episode's over. It's gonna be good. You're gonna feel it. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna pinch you. Okay. <laughs> Digital Amen, five stars. All I can say is, wow. I leave every episode with a greater understanding of God's word, a little laughter in my spirit, and lots of truth nuggets to hold on to. One of my favorites, no doubt. Thanks for what you're doing. It's changing lives. That's from Hagen Lee on Apple Podcasts. That's awesome. Aha. Uh-huh. Who also has a podcast. I was going to say, yes. The Born Again Podcast. Go check them out. Yeah. So Great thank stuff. You, thank you for the review. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Um, before we turn the pastor loose on this topic today, we need to talk about July real quick. So we haven't done this for a bit. Uh, top well, five We haven't talked about July in a bit. Top five countries. <laughs> I'm just moving on. Since last year, actually. Yeah, about this time. Yeah, right around this time. Yep. Nice tie. Yeah, you're wearing a top yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> top countries. Here we go. So, United States, number one listening country for the month of July. Canada comes in at number two. Number three goes to Norway. Thank you very much, Norway. Number four is Egypt. Number five is India. How cool is that? No kidding. We are an international podcast, folks. That's right. Around the world. Now You know, I, I counted up mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. I'd, it was like... It's 55 or it's above 50 countries. Wow. Nice. That we have listeners in. Nice. So that's, yeah. Thank you. It's humbling. Yeah. It really is kind of like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Especially if you knew where we were coming from. Isn't that what? True? This is go, the, the go International Kingdom yeah, Speak Studio. Go ahead and try to find Plastrock on the map. <laughs> hey, Siri. You'd need a needle to find it. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> Top five states, because, of course, we have to give reverence to the almighty America. California, number one. Texas, number two. Tennessee, number three. Mississippi, number four. And New York, number five. Seriously. Mississippi beat out New York by one stream. Uh, don't Hey, that's like, one. That's like your vote counts. <laughs> one. Like the one guy that got up and said, yeah, I'm going to listen. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's raining today. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to listen to Kingdom Speak. Yeah. Having a down day. Yeah. <laughs> now, we have to give a special shout out in Canada. So, you know, our top five uh, provinces, we have those, but I'm just going to skip to this instead. So, there are a bottom five provinces as well, as you would assume. Beating out four provinces is the territory of Nunavut. Go on. Yeah. So, listening more than Prince Edward Island, Saskatchewan, Newfoundland, and Manitoba is the territory of Nunavut. If you don't know where that is, and if you have a globe in your office or... Check it out. Yeah, open up your maps and just scroll up. Exactly. And keep scrolling It's at the top. (laughs) Towards the North Pole. Keep scrolling. (laughs) You're not there yet. (laughs) Is it it cold yet? That's awesome. So if you are listening in Nunavut... Please shout out. Yes. We want to meet you. Welcome to Kingdom Speak. Yeah, we want you to come here, though. We don't... 
want to meet you there. Uh, I don't think. Speaking of a new season, what's your season like there? Man. That's, That's awesome. Wicked cool. So yeah. It is wicked cool. Yeah, and probably cold. Did you get it? Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Yes. <laughs> wicked wow. cool. Yeah. You know, last month was um, was another record setter for us. Biggest month ever. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the podcast side really seems to just keep climbing. Man. It's awesome. The competition's getting fierce. We appreciate it. Isn't it cool though how there's a number of podcasts that are are coming on board or have emerged over the last few months? And man, there's nothing like good apostolic content. That's for sure. We love it. Go, go, go. Sometime we need to compile a list. Yeah, that would be neat. That would be neat. Uh, maybe Apostolic Review started that. I don't know. We should go check that out. And if he does, we could link it. He did some sort of thread on that. Yeah. It is, there's, a, it, there's a lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it's great. Well, are we ready to get into this? Let's go. Let's start with the Bible. You want to start with the Bible? Always want to do that. Acts chapter 2. Well, here we go. We're getting right into it. Acts 2.37 says this. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren... What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Have you guys noticed in this new season my reading is better? Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Sure. We're making the font bigger is what we're doing. <laughs> for the promises Bro, if you can't read this. And to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. I wonder what happened to those that sadly received his word. Evidently, there were some. Evidently. He had to identify. And the same day, there were added yeah. unto them about, about, give or take, 3,000 souls. Wow. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Wow. We um, we have unabashedly been open with the fact that we are an apostolic podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is rooted in the fact that we teach and believe the apostles' doctrine, which the constitution of the apostolic church was just read. Pretty much, yeah. In your midst. Um, just as an interesting side note, you're reading verse 41, 3000 souls were added to the church mm -hmm. daily. I was, I was driving down the road yesterday and thinking about this. Um, I, I've had this discussion with contemporaries. Wouldn't it be amazing to see 3000 people added to the church in a single day? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, and, and then there's, there's little seed thoughts and conversations that, 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 emerge from that and, mm -hmm. and how many baptized in one day and I'm driving down the road yesterday and I'm, I'm thinking of, of, about that and it dawns on me yesterday was actually it was Monday sorry the, the week's getting ahead of me we're recording on Wednesday so on on Monday I'm driving down the road thinking I wonder how many people in apostolic churches yesterday got the Holy Ghost Hmm. Hmm. I bet you just this past Sunday, we globally. shattered the record. Globally, yeah. Well, yeah, but when you say globally, so let's be fair. Mm -hmm. There's only 3,000 people that got it that day globally, too. That's right. That's right. I think if we're not, if we're not careful, we... And they had come from afar. We, yeah, right? exactly. We glamorize what is happening, and we, and we minimize what God is doing in our day. Like, this is the finest hour. 
the apostolic forefathers would have loved to witness what's happening in this day. It's a good day to be apostolic. Isn't it Bishop Wilson? I vaguely recall him preaching sometime or hearing him preach. And he talks about how many apostolic churches there are in the world. Or is that him that preaches that message? Uh, He talks about it. I'm not sure the message you're referring to, but yes. Yeah, he just talks about how... He just had some statistics that were pretty cool. How many Holy Ghost-filled people there are? How many? Yeah. 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 It's a bigger deal than what you realize. It is. It's a bigger deal. The kingdom of God is much bigger than the square footage of your local church. Well... Yes, and also, we have a very North American mindset about everything. Yes, we do. Do we not? We do. I remember the first time I traveled outside of North America, and it's like, there's a really big world out here. Yeah, yeah. Like, these people do life. They do it different, but they're still doing life. Yes, exactly. And they, you know, they might not do it how we like it, but they're doing it. Yeah, or even if you say like it, how we're accustomed to it. Yeah. Culturally, et cetera. But, but the church, the church is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the, the collective body of Christ is, is a big deal. And I don't think we understand what we have been graced mm-hmm. to be a part of. Mm-hmm. We're, a part, we're a part of a big thing. The moment that you're feeling overwhelmed and you have been obedient to Acts 2.38, you need to know you're in some good company. You are not alone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just our local assembly. It's not just your local assembly. Um, we've been blessed uh, with a good, a good-sized church by some folks' standards, much smaller than others. But you may be in a small little church with 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 you and your brother and sister are, are mm. the only folks in the youth group. You need to know there's a big, you're a part of something that's big mm-hmm. and you don't need to hang your head and, and, and be intimidated by the magnitude of the world around you. But you need to understand you, you, you've, you've got some brothers and sisters mm-hmm. literally around the world, even in none of it. Yes, sir. Not crazy. So um, a little bit of context for what Peter is preaching here in the book of Acts. Uh, we we got to kind of set that in the timeline of events that had led to that, which is these disciples had been through a riveting emotional journey the last few months weeks, even days leading up to the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And so they had they had lost the visible form of a God. The word that had become flesh, they lost it. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the face of God. He was the he is the personhood of, of God. Mm-hmm. The only God you'll ever see was Jesus Christ. And they had learned and become accustomed to the body of Christ mm-hmm. in whom all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt. They had become accustomed to interacting with that body. Think about that. It's a, it's a very different way to think about it. It is. They not only lost their their leader, right? Right. Not like right. their spiritual leader, but they got their God experience through Jesus. Yes. Yes. Because they lost. We even still. Yeah. Am, am, am I wrong to say it this way? We even still interact with God unwittingly mm-hmm. as an invisible. Mm-hmm. Totally. Omnipresent who manifests himself, thankfully, but but an omnipresent being that we have never physically interacted with. The disciples walked with him, mm-hmm. slept beside him, ate with him, mm-hmm. right? Rode boats with him. They experienced life 
with him. They knew what it was like to shake the hand of God. I wonder what his favorite meal in the restaurant was. What was his go-to? I don't know. Mary and Martha definitely knew. Yeah. They, 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 they huh. knew what, what it took to. Maybe it was chicken nuggets. You figure? Well, it would be a happy meal for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Let's okay. get off the rails. The point being here is that this body, we don't know what it looked like. We have seen artistic renderings of what Jesus may have represented, but really nobody knows. There was no Kodak moments. Nobody got a selfie with Jesus. Um, But they knew him. They knew his body. They interacted with him. And then they saw him get arrested. And they saw the, and heard the accusations and are now paralyzed with fear because of the potential fallout of being a follower of Jesus Christ. They saw him go to Pilate's Hall. And they saw one of their own betray him. Mm-hmm. Can you can you imagine the emotion that must have been the the rage probably that they must have dealt with when they saw Judas leading the charge to betray Jesus? Mm-hmm. They go to Pilate's hall. They're all reacting to the pressure of the moment differently. Peter follows from afar. Boy, everyone handles stress differently, don't they? They do. Yeah. You see that in the story. Exactly. Yeah. Some run, some fight, some... Exactly. Yeah. Peter follows from afar, dejectedly. Uh, He's trying to process, bro. He's trying... Mm -hmm. Can you imagine what it's like? They bought into Jesus Christ. They bought into even though their perspective of the kingdom was skewed, faulty, they still bought in and they were expecting a different outcome than this. And all of a sudden, they're looking up and they see Jesus on trial. They see him being falsely accused. They see him being beaten, a crown of thorns, and bro, it goes downhill from there. And there's probably still hoping inside, like maybe he's going to turn it around. Got to get out of this, right? Yeah, he's got, he'll turn it around. All of this, they are watching, and and I, I don't want this point to be missed on on us today. They're watching the visible body of a Christ being afflicted. Mm-hmm. They're watching this. They're watching his beard be plucked. They're watching him. I mean, the prophets tell us that, that there was no comeliness about him, but yet there was an attraction to him. Mm-hmm. He, 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 was, he was, there was a magnetism to him that kept those disciples following him when 70 others didn't and everybody else would walk by. And now they're seeing him be bludgeoned, beaten to the point that when Isaiah describes these moments, he said, you, you wouldn't even recognize him. He's, he's, he's beyond recognition. They're trying to cope with all of this, and they watch the body of Christ, and I know that I'm emphasizing this, but it's for a point. They watch the body of Christ be led out of that hall, a cross thrown on his back, drag it up the hill, halfway up there, wherever. Simeon takes it over. They see him nailed to a cross. They see him naked, the Bible says, completely exposed, beaten to a pulp. His body is, is, is emasculated. It's just, it's, it's, it's torn and just, just for the record's sake, he's doing that for me and you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he who knew no sin became sin. 
I don't believe it's possible for me to stitch enough words together in the English language to adequately describe what was happening at this moment. The greatest sacrifice of love, but such a detestable thing to observe. Such a shameful thing. And at that moment, you know, he, he breathes his last. They take his body down. They bury him in a tomb. The disciples are a wreck. They're an emotional wreck. Now, this, this is a message I believe that Bishop Wilson preached the day the reporters missed. Yeah, that's a classic. Mm. Okay, everybody talks about Friday. You heard, you heard me just go mm. off on it. <clears throat> we all can talk about Sunday, mm. but the day the reporters missed was Saturday. And the point being that that there's always the aspect between the dying and the resurrection that is a private mm-hmm. moment of wrestling and grappling mm-hmm. with the realities or what you deem to be the realities of the situation that you're in. And so they go from the depths of despair, mm-hmm. the depths of despondency, to the heights of ecstasy, man. With one trip to the graveyard and the stones rolled back and his body's not there. He's gone. He has risen. Now they're grappling with another dimension of, of Jesus that they've never really They've never really grappled with this before. They're, 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 they've never seen it. They've never interacted with a risen Savior before. And the allure of seeing him again, that's what, that's what Thomas said. Thomas said, you can say he's risen, but until I see his body. That's right. Until I handle it. And take until, it easy on Thomas, right? Exactly. <laughs> because everybody else that didn't miss the service that Thomas did miss, which is a good point, by the way. <laughs> but everybody else had already handled him. That's why they spoke with conviction. Thomas mm. said, I'm not going to take hearsay unless I see him. Mm-hmm. Why? There's something about the body that brings resolve and solidi- it solidifies your faith when you see the body in its resurrected form. Thomas couldn't get the haunting images of Calvary out of his mind. And to think that just a few days later, he's alive, I'll never believe it unless I see it. Mm-hmm. Never. It's only a few days, right? Yeah. We're not talking years of... Exactly. Right? It's not very long. Jesus knew, even when Mary still thought he was the gardener, Jesus knew i got to be ready because the moment that Mary realizes I am who she's looking for, he knew what she was going to want to do. So he says, Mary, and that voice, she didn't recognize him. She She was thrown off and thought he was the gardener until she heard his voice. And when she heard his voice, something triggered in her, and she said, ah, Rabboni, and he knew what she was going to want to do. She was going to want to fall. She was going to want to hug him, touch him, interact with him, feel the body, Mm -hmm. all right? And he said, whoa, 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 don't touch me. Don't. He knew it was coming. There is a degree of comfort. There's a degree of, of, of stability, of faith, Mm-hmm. that only comes from interacting with the body of Christ. Yeah. Hearing about it, just looking at it, observing it, doesn't, doesn't do it. You've got to be hands-on with it. Bro, have we not yeah. witnessed in the past year and a half how when people are able to come back to church, <sighs> it's, it's medicine. It's, it is. There's nothing that replaces it. It is, and you're, you're kind of getting a little bit ahead of us here, but the reality is Zoom or whatever other platform mm-hmm. you had to use, mm-hmm. and and if you're listening to us and you never had to shut down church, um, we're, we're envious, but we did. Zoom can communicate preaching. There's places that are still under restriction yeah. more than us, right? 
Exactly. So if you're listening and you still can't have a full shebang yet. Right. right? Exactly. We know what that's like. Right. And so whatever, whatever digital platform you're using, it can communicate the message. Mm-hmm. You can hear the singing. You, sure. can, uh, you can enjoy all uh, of, right. of the aspects of the church. Yep. But it's still not the same as being there. Typing amen. Right. It's like FaceTiming your wife. Yeah. It's not the same as hugging your wife. It's not. There's just something about the interactiveness with the body of Christ. And Mary had been through the darkest chapter of her life up until that point. And when she saw him in his resurrected form, she wanted to get hands on with him. And he knew it and said, don't touch me. Wait, 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 wait. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this leads us all the way through to the Mount of Olives. He has now spent um, he, he's, he's spent a few weeks with them. He's showed himself alive in a number of different venues, chapters, some individually. And now he's gathered all of his believers and followers to the top of another mountain, and he's telling them, we are getting ready to leave. There's going to be another separation I'm going to return to my father. Okay, there's there's beautiful uh, uh, teaching here that that we could get off on, but I'm just gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip over all of that. I'm going away so that I can come again, mm-hmm. and I I'm not gonna leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. So you're saying Jesus was the Holy Ghost? Are you saying that on record or man? Are, are you calling me out on my doctor? Can we quote you on that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let it stand. Yeah. I guess he's a one he's one of those one guys. Yes. Yes. One one one. <laughs> okay. So I'm going away so that I can come back. I have some specific instructions for you. I want you to return to Jerusalem and I want you to tarry mm-hmm. there until you be endued with power from on high. That's right. So the disciples, now I've heard some people say that, you know, oh, they must have been uh, sad. Grabbing at his feet. Yeah, no, please don't go. That's not, no, that's not what the Bible says. They were glad. Mm -hmm. They were glad. And they returned to Jerusalem with gladness. Great joy. Great joy. That's Luke 24, 52, if you're wondering. And they get there, and they go to the temple, and they praise God. And they blessed God. They weren't crying. No. No. They'd been with Jesus for three and a half years. They didn't didn't understand. This is my conjecture. I don't think they understood the full scope of of what was fixing to transpire. Mm -hmm. But yet there was enough anticipation and confidence in who Jesus was and what he had said that, hey, this is going to be worth sticking around to find out what it is. It's a little easier to watch him ascend than to watch him get crucified. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know that the devil's not going to get the upper hand. Yeah. He did say this would happen. (laughs) That's exactly. Okay. So they leave that mountain. They go back there. And they assemble. The body of Christ, as they knew it and could interact with it, was no longer present with them. But it was fixing to go through a transformative season. Mm -hmm. The body... Of Christ was not going to be absent from the earth. It was fixing to be reborn into the earth in another form. Mm-hmm. And it was starting in the upper room. That's right. With a ragtag group of people from an assorted background, a diverse group of people, mm-hmm. one that would cross ethnic lines, racial lines. Uh, it, it political lines, political yeah everything yeah there's something about the body of Christ that that unifies people and yes. brings them together well it should yes <laughs> it right should, should it not yeah and so first Corinthians 12 and 27 lets us know that's right it says now ye are the body of Christ ah and members in particular yeah so there are members there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Distinction. There's still diversification. Yeah, absolutely. All right? But you're one body. Mm. You are one. 
You are one body. And so we are seeing the body of Christ. Now, if, if I'm taking this too far, chime in in the comments um, or, or start your own podcast and, and, and rebut us. <laughs> but what we are seeing in the upper room is the very same thing that Simeon held in his hands in its infancy. When he said he saw his Messiah, who had never been to Calvary yet, who never opened a, a blinded eye, healed a deaf ear, healed a leper, raised the dead, walked on water, broke bread, hadn't, hadn't done any of that. But when Simeon saw him, he said, this is my Savior, this is him, this is the Messiah, this, mm -hmm. this is him. In his infancy, the very same way that Mary rocked and coddled the Son of God, the upper room was the crib. It's the nursery for the church. It is the infancy of the body of Christ where it is being literally born into the world in its new phase. Mm -hmm. Okay? Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1 says, Now they're sitting in the upper room, and suddenly a sound from heaven Mm -hmm. as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there were cloven tongues that appeared unto them like as of fire, sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The same way that the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary yeah. for the body of Christ to be born the first time, the Holy Ghost was overshadowing those gathered in the upper room so that the body of Christ could be born the second time. That's right. That is what took place in the upper room. The, the Spirit of God was giving birth to the body of Christ. And now you have a collective group of people that are now becoming that body that will fill the void of what Jesus Christ had left on the earth, the only Jesus mm -hmm. that this world will ever see now is the church of the living God. It is us. Yep. It is those who are born again, those that have repented of their sins, been baptized in the name of Jesus, received the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost. We have become the body of Christ. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, yes. It's, it's an improvement over one body. Now it's multiple bodies. Yes. Right? Multiple access points, members. Yeah. In particular. Yeah. In particular. And so the response to that moment mm. was not all favorable. They began to mock as they saw the Holy Ghost being poured out on them. In the same way that there was a Herod that was trying to kill mm -hmm. Jesus. As, a, as an infant, there is that same demonically motivated worldly spirit that's trying to exterminate, force into extinction. Doesn't like the body. The body. Hates it. Doesn't even know why it doesn't Begins like Begins mocking it. Yeah. Nah, you're drunk. Right? Now, I want you to notice what happens in this moment. Peter, standing with the eleven. He is observing the birth of the body. Now, my friends, mm -hmm. he's ready to pass a test that he flunked. He stood by mm -hmm. quietly, silently, deceptively, and denied that he knew the body of Christ when it was being afflicted and, 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 and beaten and You're right. accused mm -hmm. and mocked. And a crown was being put on its head. And, and people would say, hey, you, you, you're, you're with him. And he said, no, 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 no. Don't know the man. Didn't, he, he denied his connection with the body. Right? That's right. Mm -hmm. But here, he says, ho, 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 ho. I'm not going to let this happen again. Right. <laughs> I am not going to let the body of Christ come under attack again and me not come to its defense. Peter jumps up. I don't know if there was a soapbox there or not. 
But he looked out at those mocking, and he looked out at those ridiculing, and he looked at those that were laughing up their sleeve, so to speak, and said, I got something to say to you. Men and brethren, these are not drunk as ye suppose. I mean, he comes out of the gates swinging. You ain't going to talk about this baby. This, 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 is, this, is, this is the body of Christ. This is the next chapter, and I'm going to be its first defender. Mm-hmm. I want you to notice what he did. We don't have time to read through it, but read through the, 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 the totality of what Luke records of Peter's message on the day of Pentecost. He starts chiding and confronting them about how they had crucified the body of Christ at your hands. Exactly. You don't think he was a little sensitive over the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. He's calling them out. Your hands crucified him. Your hands accused him. Your hands beat him. Yeah. Your hands led him. You yeah. smote him with in, in the face. You, you, you. Brothers and sisters, he is setting the record straight with this is what you did to the body of Christ. Mm. To the point that a shift started happening in those that he was speaking to. You still got the 120. I, I don't know if they shouted the whole way through Peter's message or not. The Bible says they were drunk, and he said they're not drunk as you suppose. I don't know if he had to like usher them out into the street so he could talk to these guys. or. But that audience, somewhere, not all of them, because later we hear that those that gladly received the words. But somebody in that crowd said, what? What can we do? We can't reverse it. If Jesus would have still been dead, then they could have said, is there anything that we can do? Can we honor his grave? Can we? Hey, man, the body of Christ has already been put through its torture. It has already been put in a grave. It's already been resurrected Mm -hmm. and ascended. These guys that crucified Jesus can't fix it. It's done now. What, what, what can we do now, Peter? And that is why we have the response of Acts 2, 37, 38, and 39. If you feel sorry for what you did to his body, then join this one. Nice. Yeah, very true. That's the story of Pentecost. That's the gospel. Mm-hmm. Paul, who is Saul... The moment that you get that realization wow. that you've been afflicting the body of Christ. Man, and yeah. beating up on the body. What can I do? Yeah. Join it. That's the remedy. Yeah. Stop trying to kill it. Stop talking about it. Stop, stop bruising it, afflicting it. Join it. So you know, how do I join it? Repent of your sins. Be, be, be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you're sorry for what you did to his body, join this one. That's what you do. And that day, 3,000 were added to the church. 3,000 men, women, said, I want to be a part of that. That, that, That's what I want to be a part of. This brings us to what we really want to talk about, and we're almost done. But shortly after introducing the doctrine to them, which is a non-negotiable aspect of who we are, that is when he begins talking about something called fellowship. Mm-hmm. Fellowship. I don't know if you noticed it, but when you were reading the opening Salvo text, he mentions it. Yep. Yep. I did. Twice. Did you notice that? Yep. He says. Verse 42. Right? They continued. Steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. They continued. Mm-hmm. There's the word. They continued. Continued. He is the author. And the finisher of our faith. 
He's not just a starter. He's a completer. Mm -hmm. Acts 2, 36, 37, 38, 39. That's the starting line. That's right. That's how you get in. But if you're going to continue, if you want to make the journey from being a convert to a disciple, mm -hmm. then you have got to know how to continue. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's right. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We read the doctrine. What was the other? How else did they continue? Fellowship. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Breaking bread. Does that mean I got to talk to people? Praying. <laughs> house to house. Yeah. You know, he only, he only, he only quotes the doctrine and identifies the doctrine once. Oof. But he talks about fellowship. Mm -hmm. Specifically, breaking bread twice. Mm -hmm. Fear he came. Also, he also <clears throat> talks about having all things common. and Exactly. So there's, there's quite a few references there. Absolutely. Yep. Continuing daily in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, eating the meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Mm -hmm. Having favor with You know that people. Peter was not on the carb diet. Diet. Oh, really? <laughs> he doesn't walk in and say, well, I'm vegan. I can't eat any of that. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he ate bread and meat. Oh. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Peter was not a vegetarian. That was free. <laughs> <laughs> he would like a hamburger. For all our vegetarian listeners. <laughs> yeah. He ate meat with gladness. Bread and meat, is that? Part of the happy meal. Yeah, I'll have the pulled pork, please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was pork. Oh, maybe not. Can't say it was pork because a little bit later That's he was still struggling enough. with Fair enough. what was coming down in that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, don't, I don't know about pork, but meat. <laughs> meat. Fellowship is a big part of preserving doctrine. The only way for doctrine to really authentically be preserved. Mm -hmm. is to introduce fellowship, ASAP. You need to get from the altar to the table as quick as you can. Hmm. When people are introduced to this doctrine, which will revolutionize their life, they need to get to the table really quick. There's something about a table that equalizes everything. You notice this? We're all different heights. Mm -hmm. We come from different backgrounds. We're sitting at a level plane at the table. Mm -hmm. It equalizes everything. You can be Mephibosheth with lame feet sitting at a table with a king, mm -hmm. and you're looking eye to eye. So many times in history when leaders wanted to, you know, negotiate or get something worked out, they always do it over a meal. Yes. Absolutely. Opposing countries, negotiating peace deals or something. You ever notice they're always, let's go have a meal and talk about this. You're right. The fellowship. There is, there is an untold danger in isolation. Mm -hmm. That's the opposite of fellowship. Yes. Right? Yes. I, in, in, in the history that I have of leadership, in a church setting, mm -hmm. I've not seen people backslide and walk out on God without first isolating themselves from the body of Christ. Right. So are you saying before there's a doctrine problem, there's a fellowship problem? Exactly. Right. Which is why doctrine can only be preserved mm -hmm. within the context of fellowship. It's a cycle that you can't have one without the other. Basically. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you need to know what they believe before you fellowship with them. Because what fellowship hath light with darkness? How can two walk together except they be agreed? There, there has to be that fundamental mm. basic support for this thing called fellowship. So the elephant in the room is, well, who do you fellowship and who do you don't fellowship? Yes. Right? Right? Yes. And how do you draw the boundaries yeah. around this thing or, called fellowship? Or you draw swords and say, yeah, yeah, Randy's producer, Randy's, he's a Christian. Yeah, and he's 
some strain of apostolicism-ishness, but I'm really not comfortable fellowshipping with him. Right. Right. Exactly. And the reality is we all could find something Mm -hmm. that if we were so inclined, we could use it as a, uh, any, well, I'm going to say what, it's really an excuse yeah. to not fellowship with somebody. Mm-hmm. Do you know anybody that sees eye to eye on everything? Mm-hmm. On everything. Here, here's, here's what, what I, I believe, I believe that, that the, the, the devil, his job gets easier when we get fighting amongst ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. We We're do, doing his work. We do it for him, right? Right. Because if we stay connected to each other and we stay in fellowship with each other, notice what happens. The blood of Calvary continues to cover our sins. If you walk in the light as he is in the light and have fellowship, fellowship. one with the other, my salvation is contingent upon me fellowshipping with like-minded brethren, mm-hmm. like-minded men, women, mm-hmm. the body of Christ. That's right. So what happens to you is as you isolate yourself, withdraw yourself, you begin to idolize your opinions. You, you idolize your perceptions. How you see things become how you expect everybody to see it. Isolation breeds unbalance. Mm-hmm. When you enter into the arena of fellowship, it demands compromise. Well, that's a scary oh, word. Oh, you just said the word. That's a scary word. Wow. We're going to have to shut down the podcast. We may have to cut that out. <laughs> you already said at the beginning, no snipping. Oh, Okay. Yeah, what, what an interesting way to put it, right? You have to compromise. You have to. And there, you have to be smart enough that you're not just going to go in there and bulldog your opinion on everything. How would when, that work with you and, and, and your wife, Sister Allison? How, uh, how? Yeah, no. Have I, you ever had to do that thing called compromise? Uh, yes, sir. Do you know of any healthy relationship? You've had to compromise in your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You say, well, what, what do you mean, Pastor McKillop, by compromising with God? There's things that my flesh wants to do. Oh, I'm not talking sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think my flesh wants to get up early in the morning. And, mm-hmm. and not every time, not if I'm late going to bed. And, mm-hmm. No, I have to compromise. I have to, I have to say, no, I'm not going to let you dictate to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. Well, Jesus himself, when he prayed in the garden, it was a compromising prayer of, this is what I want. It's not my will, I guess. You know, I'll have to move on to plan B, which is the ultimate plan. Right. <laughs> right. And so sitting at a table with people, fellowshipping with people, and this 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 goes this goes even into the the arena of, as you said, who who do I fellowship and who who don't I fellowship with? Where where do I draw the lines on that? It's a common discussion point, right? The reality is, and and seeing how we've just gone right out and been controversial in the last 60 to 90 seconds, let's let's go ahead and say there is no organization Mm -hmm. that owns the apostolic doctrine. None. Woo! Wow. Nobody. Hmm. UPC doesn't own it. ALJC doesn't own it. WPF doesn't own it. PAW doesn't own it. We don't own it. I'm sure that we're missing some other abbreviated. And for sure, the non-organized amongst us. Right. Absolutely. Right? And if, 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 if we don't, every once in a while, come up for a little breath of air, we'll have the body of Christ so divided mm-hmm. that we only fellowship based on the card in the pocket instead of the doctrine in the heart. Yes, sir. It is the Doctrine that you needs to unite that needs to unite us. 
and where does where does the multicultural multi you know ethnicity <clears throat> part of the body of Christ that we love go if we don't embrace that we lose it do we not for sure we do because you got to think we'll 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 divide over doctrine but then we'll just start dividing over all sorts of stupid stuff well let's go back and I think we've cited this before but Bishop Regan um, was on our podcast months ago and made such a powerful statement that he has witnessed mm-hmm. that amongst the conservative leaning mm-hmm. mindsets and those those that mm-hmm. would would identify as that that they can agree on nine points and disagree on one mm-hmm. and use that as an excuse to not fellowship but those that are more liberal would would disagree on nine and can find one point to you unite. You see it all the time. Yeah. Okay. This is this is this is broader than just in a church movement. This is this is this is it's human psychology. Absolutely. Right. If you're gonna you can you can use that when you're running a business or anything. Right. You can either pick something to wedge or you can pick something to unite. Absolutely. Right. So the the takeaway from this is is that we need each other. You need the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Why, why have we started doing to the body of Christ what the Romans did to it, what, what the Jews did to it? We're accusing it. We're trying to cut it up and hack it up. And, and, and for, for, for lack of a better way to say it, crucify it. Mm-hmm. When, when, when we're doing that, the devil's sitting back going, this is great. Mm-hmm. I had to do it to the first body, but these guys are doing it for nothing. Right, we need the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I even need the ones, and and, and so I guess th- this this is the, this is the takeaway. If 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 doctrine cannot be preserved without fellowship, then we need to understand that if it's not a biblical thing, we don't need to split fellowship over. Why do we need to walk away from the table over something that is not biblical? Wow. Or even the aspects of the Bible that, to use a a common mm-hmm. a common phrase, are, are are not heaven or hell. There's there's latitude for interpretation there. Then mm-hmm. then then go ahead, but there's no latitude for interpretation on Acts two thirty eight. That's right. That is what it is. Right. You have to do that to be born again. Okay, but. But, but when we start, and for those of you that are holding your breath and going down the road, gripping the steering wheel, we don't have time to get into those and identify those <laughs> ah. sections of the Bible. We yes. just wanted to get into it, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, we're running out of time. Yes. <laughs> but we, those, those elements. Yeah. Can we talk about one? <laughs> you're you're going to try to go there, aren't you? <laughs> you may need to pull the car over. Yeah, just pull the car over for three, two seconds real quick. Yeah. Put the AC on so you don't sweat too bad. Yeah. So if you're alive, you've heard discussion about vaccines in the last... Oh, so you're going to do that. <laughs> He's going. <clears throat> <laughs> and clearly it's the mark of the beast. Well, for sure. Because the mark of the beast is in the Bible, right? Yes. And I tend to think the most recent vaccine is the mark of the beast. This one. So, you, you, would you and, still talk and, to me and, and have for, me over? And for our audience, <laughs> we have folks in our church that are in the medical field, and they are administering the mark of the oh, beast. Oh, my goodness. Lord Oof. help us all. Can they be saved? But you'll still take me over a stake? I, I think we need to break. I, I can't go there. That, that's, that's, that's too far. No, but just before we cut it off, will you take me out for a stake still? No, because we don't have all things common. Oh, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> no, but clearly, tongue in cheek for all. There of us. is okay. Let, let, let's 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 step back one step farther from mm-hmm. the vaccines for just a moment. Mm-hmm. I believe that that the three, and there's possibly more, three of the driving elements, forces, mm-hmm. spirits, if you will, behind this whole pandemic scamdemic whatever you want to call it has been fear separation isolation oh. and control yeah that's right yeah that's right and we I, I speaking for us 
going through months of not being able to gather together mm. with the body of Christ. That was something that this this shepherd spent a lot of time talking to God about. Yeah. And a lot of time trying to, uh, through other means, keep the body together. Right? Because that's... Yeah, and that's not... That's a, the that's concern. Not, that's not a new battle. It was just made super real with the current events, right? And I, for one, can go on record and thanks be to God that we grew through this. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. We grew through this. So we overcome the fear, mm-hmm. the separation. There's not one of us that likes the control. Or I, no. I, I think, I think no. we'd have that political systems are putting on yeah. us and expectations and mandates. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But really, when it comes to fellowship, do we want to make this an issue of fellowship? So, so we survived mm-hmm. the virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're going to kill it didn't, each other. It didn't separate us. <laughs> now we're going to kill each other. Now we're going to just go ahead and t- <laughs> rip that body apart. Right. Yeah. Man, what, what I don't like is it has become so, so normal now and normalized for people to come and ask you if you've been vaccinated. That ain't none of your business. Mm-hmm. You, you you feel comfortable enough to come ask me about my medical problems and you don't even know my name. And so it's 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 pitting society against society. And God forbid that we let this get into the church. Mm-hmm. So the reality is, is I don't have I don't have an opinion about whether you should get vaccinated or not. Oh, so you're backing out. But, oh, you're backing out on yeah, this. I'm taking the easy way out. Oh, man. Let me just throw something out, though, for our consideration. I've talked to three or four different missionaries mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Who? Like around the globe, you're saying. like Yes, yeah. exactly. Gotcha. Who, if they're going to come back to North America and get back to their field of labor, have to take the vaccine. That's right. mm-hmm. this, this is not a matter of uh, vacation de- destinations with them. Mm-hmm. This is about kingdom work. And you know what their concern is? Is that they hope people don't find out that they've been vaccinated. What? Or that they hope they don't lose support because they've been vaccinated. Or that they hope that the North American church. I just want to tell you, Mm. if we start breaking fellowship over stuff like this, the devil's having a heyday. Wow. He's having a heyday. Wow. We need each other, brother. Sure do. We need each other. And I honestly, honestly, personally, it's your opinion. Mm-hmm. It's your call. Mm. If you're baptized in Jesus' name, you've repented of your sins, mm-hmm. you're born again, and we have commonality of doctrine, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to get up and walk away from the table over something as simple as vaccination status. Mm-hmm. And, and and we've used this because it's a, a hot button Yeah, I just topic. Of course, of course. There's thousands of little things like this that can separate us. Mm-hmm. Believe in Christmas? Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I believe in Christmas. Oh, easy. Like it happens every you celebrate year. Celebrate it. It happens. Uh, and, and I'm not speaking tongue-in-cheek. Mm. Have your conviction. Yeah. I have an opinion about this. Mm-hmm. And it may not be mainstream. Mm-hmm. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Do, do it you, may require some compromise if you're right. going to sit down and talk to other right. people. And it's two-way. You don't have to convert me to how you view it, to fellowship with me. Yeah, exactly. We need each other. If this apostolic doctrine is going to continue, and we got to stay at the table with each other. Mm-hmm. I, for one, believe that before we're before we're raptured out of here, the climate of the world will be such that we'll be a whole lot more willing to embrace people that may not dot all of the I's that we dot and cross all of the T's that we cross. But we will see that where we agree and on the points that we need to, we have commonality. We'll be reaching out to each other. Because the body of Christ needs each other. When 
when the disciples were in those darkest moments, they were together, gathering together in those rooms, barring the doors, saying, we really do need each other. So I don't know about you. I think we need to quit, quit bludgeoning the body of Christ, bruising it, crucifying it, mm-hmm. plucking its beard, slapping its face. Jabbing it. Jabbing it. <laughs> poking it. Oh, it's so good. We we need each other. We need each other. We need. Each I don't other. care what brand of toothpaste you use. Mm-hmm. Just use it. Mm-hmm. I do think that's essential. I'm a sensitive guy. You've always been a bit sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Notice who's been quiet in this whole thing is the third wheel here. Yeah, he hasn't said a word. Yeah. Are you glad to be at this table? Yes, sir. Are you vaccinated? Oh! oh. Poor producer. <laughs> what do you say we stay together? Amen. Let's stay together. We need each other. <laughs>